welcome to Into the Multi-Voice, Big Daddy Gaming's efficient, efficient, official news game discussion, whatever podcast. I'm Mel. I baked banana bread today. Who else is here? I'm Greg, and uh, I did a bad. The internet would say I did a bad. It's fine. That's okay. We still love you. We all do. And I'm Liam. I, I, you know what? I have absolutely nothing to report today. I feel completely useless on the podcast, but here we are. <laughs> no, Liam, we love you. Stay. <laughs> so what it's are we fine. Doing today? Um, we're talking games and shit, I guess. Good. As usual. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I eat my mac and cheese. So, um, Greg, you're the one who has more than one game. Would you like to start? I know. For once, I actually get to participate in this section of the podcast. You get to participate in Games Talk. I, I've been playing. I've been playing video games again recently. Hooray! Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll start with I finally got around to God of War Ragnarok. No spoilers, please. I the big don't. Big man game. I don't intend to spoil anything. Uh. Thanks. I'm going to say I wish I got to it sooner. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am 16 hours in, so roughly halfway. Okay. And, yeah, I wish I got to the game sooner. It is fantastic. Everything everyone was saying about it, like, last year when it came out, I can't, can't argue. <laughs> it's a great game. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I feel my only complaint is with Atreus, they really doubled down on the teenage angst that I hated in the 2018 <laughs> God of War. Um, he is so angsty and so angry at everything and such a fucking liar. <laughs> okay. And that's... A... But, but hear me out. What if he is meant to throw back in the face of shitty little teenage boys? How lame they sound. God, I hope any of them get it. <laughs> I mean, if that's the reason his character sounds and acts like this and does everything he is literally not supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, the only thing I will, the only thing I will say, like narrative-wise, is with the game. Is this is the line? So Atreus is lying about something. Like I said, he's a fucking liar. Uh, throughout yeah. most throughout most of my playtime so far, he's a fucking liar. And uh, so Kratos literally they get into an argument, Kratos and Atreus, about trust. Mm-hmm. Because Atreus just wants Kratos to trust him, and Kratos just shoots back. How can I trust you if you're always lying to me? Mm-hmm. Bam! In last. <laughs> and then Atreus proceeds to do more shit. And then, and then Atreus proceeds <laughs> to go off and do more shit that... I don't know how that turns out in the story yet, but uh, I can't imagine... Can't imagine Daddy God of War is going to be too happy. Well, considering you're not at the end of the game yet, I'm going to assume not well. I'm going to assume it's going to be another fight uh, between Atreus and Kratos. But, like, the thing I like, although I will give them credit, 
um, the characters seem more flushed out, fleshed out in this game, like the returning characters seem more fleshed out, we get more backstory on them, uh, and it was just, it's just very interesting, it's a very nicely done story, from what I've experienced so far, there are sections I've disliked, there are sections I've really enjoyed, as with any story, but so far I don't have any real complaints except for Atreus, but I didn't like him in 2018 God of War. I didn't think I was going to like him in in uh, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. He's a problem. He is. He's a problem child. See, this he, is the, what happens the, when we add children to video games. Uh-huh. The when sin, the sin as always, is children. Yeah, <laughs> when he found out his lineage in the 2018 game, I... Honestly, it was one of those moments where I was like, I, I am so almost done with this game because I am so tired of hearing you be a little asshole because you found out you're a demigod. Like, just well, I mean, well, I mean, if you were tired of Atreus like that, well, oh boy, did Ragnarok, like I said, he double Atreus doubled down on all of the negative qualities that I hated about Atreus. Can I just say? But I still think the game is worth playing. Like, it's so yeah. good. It's... I, I wish, like I said, I wish I got to it sooner than I did. Because Can it's, I just say, it's good. Percy Jackson handled finding out he was a demigod much better. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, boy. God, I can't wait for the Disney Plus show. Oh, God. boy. <laughs> It can't be worse than the movie. Well, I mean, that was a horrible. If you're gonna set the bar beneath the floor already, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying that if they redid like an Aragon show, it can't be worse than the movie. Yeah, yeah, because it, the movie couldn't even establish a decent bar. Uh, Isn't Aragon getting redone as a TV show? I don't know. It'd be the first I'm hearing of it. I think I saw something about this. Let me double check. I mean, it, if it is, it, it definitely deserves more than it got. I was so upset. I was yep. I was so upset. An Aragon live action TV series is in early development at Disney Plus. Wow, okay. I am okay with this. That's great news. I mean, like I said, they the movie set the bar below the floor so disney can't possibly do worse mm-hmm. so that didn't help that the movie cut out two-thirds of the book <laughs> yeah that tends to be a problem yeah especially when you're talking about like a thousand page plus novel it tends to be a problem when you start cutting large chunks 300 pages worth of stuff out <laughs> We're getting off topic. What was your other game? I always get off topic. What are you talking about? Uh, anyway, <laughs> I played a JRPG again. I, Holy I, fuck! I know, it's been so long, even though I am, like, a JRPG guy, uh, because I play so many of them. It's been so long. Uh, this one's actually getting a proper review. Uh, Good. I played Chain Echoes. 
Chain Deco. What is that? <laughs> Chain Decos is uh swords, magic, and mech suits. <laughs> That's how they promote it. Uh, it's a it it follows your uh group of like a lot of adventurers. A lot of different. There's a lot of different casts there. Uh, involving with a conflict regarding the country of Valandis, uh, where it's been at war for a long time, and then no it and then it gets peace for like a year, and then one of the countries decides it doesn't want peace anymore. Uh, so it tries to assassinate people at like, this is all at the very start of the game. It tries to assassinate people. At, like, a cultural peace event. Yeah, and then the fucking Fire Nation attacked. And then the church shows up, and... Uh... And then there's gods! There's, like, godlike beings involved, and... Then it progresses, you know, as standard JRPGs do, to the fate of humanity rests on this party of people. Uh... Well, is it really a JRPG if you don't kill God with friendship at the end? Man, I didn't even get to kill him with friendship. Ugh. You just got to regular kill him? I technically used I technically used a magical nuke. Like, I didn't even get to kill them with friendship. Uh, <laughs> the nuke was the friends we made along the way. But, yeah, so... Chain this sounds very JRPG, though. <laughs> this is very JRPG. If you come to Chain Deco's... For anything outside of your standard JRPG rhetoric, there is a little bit there, because it deals a bit with the idea of echoes. So past lives, people, mm -hmm. some people are able to remember their past lives, and it, it's a whole central plot point as to how you get involved in having to kill fucking gods. You know, halfway through the story, you're just dealing with a tyrant, <laughs> and yeah. that, and then it's gods. Um, like you do. Yeah, like you do in a JRPG. Uh, I liked the I liked Chain Echoes a lot. Um, I think it does it does some things rather interesting, like it uses a instead of XP system, it's skill point system, but you don't use skill points to unlock abilities you get uh, Grimoire Shards, which are rewarded for killing boss enemies instead. And then you can pick from a list of skills and stat boosts and passives to unlock with those shards. Uh, and I liked that. Because it, it made the game not feel grindy to me okay so like i didn't feel at any point i had to grind in the game all i had to do was make sure i was keeping up with equipment because equipment was a big thing in the game like i would say that that's the most important thing your your passives and all that are nice and when you unlock x amount of skills you get extra stat boosts and at the end of the day, I didn't feel like my stats mattered more than 
what I had equipped. Okay. Which is which is fine. It's uh it's different in that regard. Um, it is a turn-based game with uh they call it the overdrive meter, where mm -hmm. there's a gauge that doing actions moves the arrow in one direction. Getting hit moves the arrow in a direction. Doing other actions moves the arrow in the other direction. And the idea is you want to be in the green part in the middle. Okay. Like, because if you're in the yellow part, you just deal and take normal damage. If you're in the green part, you deal more damage and take less damage. But if you're not managing that, and I gotta stress that that was the most fun of the game was managing that system in battle, because if you don't manage that, you're going to get stomped. <laughs> like, bosses hit hard. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, some screenshots here, and it looks, like, absolutely adorable. It is very adorable. It's very I cute. I love the colors. My favorite characters were the, were the extra characters you get to unlock by doing side quests. Um, How many characters are there? It looks like a pretty big cast uh i want to say there's 11 or 12 okay uh yeah i want to say there's 11 or 12 okay. off the top that, that off the top of my head uh you will get nine of them through basic story progression and then three of them are locked behind side quests. Four of them are locked behind side quests. Okay. And you'll get nine. So thirteen characters in total. And they all okay. have di and they all have different roles in combat. Like there's this there's the tank, there's like the aggressive physical fighter, there's the person who wields a spear but is primarily a magic fighter. Uh there's the guy who uses what is called, and this is my favorite thing, uh, music battle magic. <laughs> so a bard, oh. but let's not call it a bard. We can't, we can't call it a bard. He's, he's not a bard, even though that's the role he plays in your party. At least the way I built him, that's the role he played in my party. Because he can give your guys like multi-turn buffs to the stats give them hp and tp recovery because we can't call it mp because it because because we can't call it mp because mp implies everything is magical and every and all the special attacks are not magical and yeah yeah uh you know everything you said really like i i'm attracted to this game except when you said bosses are hard and i was like oh damn it no no everything else sounds so down it sounds bosses like are hard if you fail to manage your overdrive system okay and it's pretty standard yes and an aspect i didn't mention about the overdrive system is skills will have different like icon attributes like magic or buffs or debuffs or that that kind of thing that's the type of skill it is and you can massively decrease uh getting to that red part on your overdrive bar by using skills of that type 
So, uh, another thing it adds is it has the Octopath kind of uh, battling system where you will actually have eight set characters to oh. switch in between in battle. Um, oh, wow. A thing I really liked that it did is switching is free. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, nice. Char characters can act at the, s the same time they come in. So that was really good. I liked that change. I hope more games do that because I don't recall if Octopath Traveler allows switching to be free, but I don't think it does. No, I think it. Yeah, it costs a turn. I'm I'm pretty sure it costs a turn. Yeah, switching is free in this game. Okay, that's nice. Um, I wish they switched. Also, also, there's a little there's a little bird that can't fly, and he's a tank, and he's adorable delightful he is so cute and he was on my party from the moment i got him unfortunately you don't get him until like the latter third of the game but you can't miss him because he is story related perfect so like you can't miss him but i like it this sounds like my kind of thing chain decos is a great th game uh some people were like oh it's game of the year and i'm like calm down because it's only like january february a long year to go we got a long year to go and there's a lot of heavy hitters coming out this year so yeah calm, a lot of them calm down <laughs> but this is definitely a game i have recommended to all my rpg friends playing friends okay. like this is definitely a game i told them they need to play it's really good the characters are well written even if there are characters i can't fucking stand Rob can go fuck himself. There is no redemption for this spoiled little brat that is on your party the entire fucking game. <laughs> you oh don't... Trust me, the second I got an extra character that I could have on the team instead of him, he uh, he did not go on my team again. Uh, <laughs> he I can not. feel the rage. He, I hate him. I hate him so much. There is so much rage for Rob. Rob is, and don't get me wrong, that just signifies the character is well written because it was able to invoke an emotional response that is lasting past me playing the game. Like, yeah. I've mentioned this character and I still hate him so much. I hate him so fucking much. Uh,. <laughs> But, also, so, this is a minor spoiler for an optional character. Um, there's a character that doesn't get skills in the traditional way. Hmm. He has to go eat monsters. <laughs> he doesn't remember things. Interesting choice. He doesn't remember things. So he has an ability called Uncanny Encounter. That you oh, use on specific monsters, and he'll can them up and eat them, and he learns new skills that way. Wow, that's a choice. His name is to is uh Tomas, and he is great, and I he I think he's like a little goat man, which you know helps make sense about the whole canning thing. Uh, he is fucking great. Um, and there is a bestiary in the game that I didn't know about until I was well in the, uh, into the game. 
But the creatures that are cannibal are marked in your bestiary. Oh, nice. So, like, you don't have to wonder what he can eat. You actually don't have to wonder if a creature has something you can steal or if it can be canned. Because when you select a creature, it would tell you that creature's resistance element, its weak element, and it has two other boxes, one for if it has something you can steal, and another for if it can be canned. Okay, I have to admit, you said cannibal earlier, yeah. and I did not take that as can be canned, I took that as eats its own kind cannibal. I mean, he is a goat man, and goat men aren't common, <laughs> so I would imagine that he's some sort of monster that's just more civilized than other monsters. Delightful. And... He turns these creatures into juice and then eats them. I don't know what you want from me. Like that—that <laughs> that, is—that is a unique character in this game. He is the only one that gains skills like that. Because other characters, you have like a set investment, like learn X amount of skills and then you unlock this set of skills that you can learn from, kind of thing. Not him. There is no lock on his thing so like any stat boost he can get throughout you can select for him to gain you can select any pass if he has ex accessibility to uh but you can't the only attack special attack he has when you get him is uncanny encounter weird it's not weird i, I love that character Tomas is great, and he was on my party for the entire game, because Tomas is busted. Uh, well, as long as you're having fun. <laughs> listen, listen, you just don't understand that he is a senile old man who doesn't remember anything, and you have to protect him. I'm just going to assume he's doing his best. He swings a fucking anchor as a weapon. Okay. <laughs> he, he is doing he is doing more than his best. He is so good. Uh, All right. Yeah. So Chain Echoes is definitely a must play for me. Uh, full review will be coming out possibly before this episode goes live. My guess. I'm writing it tonight. Maybe. So. Maybe not. Maybe. It maybe depends. not. It, it depends on when we get to releasing it. Uh, but anyway, full review incoming on the site. Uh, but I will give you a hearty recommendation here. You you can know when the review comes out by following our Twitter. You can. Following our Twitter uh, at BDG underscore UK. And yes. you will know when my Chained Echoes review comes out. But if you don't want to wait that long, play it. Play it. It's a good game. And it's long. Mm -hmm. It's... I think when I clocked it, when I finished it, it was like 33 hours. Hot damn. So it's a pretty long game. I mean, I did all like the side content. Oh, one yeah. last thing. I think there needed to be some checks and balances on what the people that bought into the Kickstarter tier where they could put a boss in the world needed to be in <laughs> place. Because fuck, yeah. fuck the, the boss, Vando Mage. 
He hits so hard. He hits so hard. I'm sorry for your loss. He can double blast you with magic each turn, and he hits so fucking hard. It is not a pleasant experience. Well, maybe you just need to get good. That's what the internet said. The internet, the I'd internet's say, like as someone who has not played this game and yeah, has no intention to. The the yeah. internet said that uh, when I looked up how to beat him, a lot of people were like, "Oh, just keep debuffing him and make sure you have good gear, scrub." You can't even encounter him until you're like right before the final boss. So I had endgame gear at that point. Still and, enough. and it was, and I was debuffing the fuck out of him, and it still wasn't enough. Rando Mage is hard. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. Rando Mage is hard. But some of the other fan-created bosses were really good. At, at the end, they were all pretty well designed and implemented pretty well, because they helped guard the super boss of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good job there. But also fuck Rando Mage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll leave that. <laughs> that's where I'll leave my comments here on Chain Echoes. Check out the review for further comments. <laughs> okay. I did not play anything. Well, I, I have played new things, but there are things I can't talk about right now. Um, either because I haven't played enough of them or because I'm still formulating thoughts on them. But I did go back to a nostalgic favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, you played my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. I've been replaying Okami. I love it so much. My girl Amy. I love her. I I was thinking that there was going to be a (laughs) re-release. No, no. It it seems like now they just take the HD port, the HD upscale, and just port it to everything. Which, like... That's about what I would expect, especially considering the studio that made it is gone now. Sadly. Okami is such a great game. It's so good. How does it hold up? So good. It it holds up pretty well. Um, the only issue I've been granted, I played this on the PlayStation Two. I played this on the Wii. I played this on the Switch. I played this on the PlayStation Five. Right now, like I have. I have a long history with Okami. Um, the only thing that I am having trouble with now is something I never remembered having trouble with before, and it may just be because I haven't played the game in several years and stuff like that. Um, when you are running at top speed, it does not want you to rotate the camera more than, like, 30 to 45 degrees to each side. It really wants to try and keep this camera focused behind you. And so I was like, this is really annoying. I would like to look in a other direction than forward when I'm running. But, well, granted, it doesn't do that in the combat. It only does that in um, in overworld exploration. Because when you didn't, you're in combat and it's like a boss or something is it locks the camera onto the boss so um but i'm not super deep into it Uh, granted i'm fairly deep i beat the first major boss of like the first arc i'm currently dealing with the sickness in the city 
at that part. So, um, I'm having fun, though. It's just as good as I remember. Just as fucking pretty as I remembered. Holy shit. God, I wish Legends Arceus looked like this. I know they were trying, but they didn't quite get there. Right. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, Liam's like, how does it hold up? I'm like, better than Legends Arceus. Yeah, it, it, it holds up pretty damn well. Which, I think, part of that is due to the fact that it's so stylistically unique that mm. even when the models are a little more jagged, the stylistic overlay really covers for that. Yeah. So, like, I know that some of the female characters have very pointy boobs, but, like, the, the thick art thick brush outlines and stuff makes it look like they don't, so. I don't think you could just talk about a character's boobs like that. Well, come, you know what I mean. Like, the, it's some polygonal titties. And le unless it's Vampire Mommy, which people, which somebody released an article going, you know, now it's been over a year, do people still want Vampire Mommy to step on them? Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um... I don't know, man. This game is kind of horny. Okami. <laughs> like. That would be the first thing, the thing that came to my mind, but I can see it. Yeah, because there's quite a few female characters that they move and like is like, oh, you really want me to notice those titties. <laughs> Damn, those titties are right in my face. Okay. Uh... Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's not like doing anything weird and gross it's just like oh yeah this is from the playstation 2 area yeah. definitely yeah, just well Which you is... know how else were they gonna sell the game if they didn't include titties i i don't know man i if if i am choosing to believe that we are seeing the game from the perspective of amartar asu the wolf right yes she, if if we are choosing to believe that everything we see is through her perspective and not in other characters, she is a raging lesbian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what if we, but what if we're seeing it through our uh, cricket companions' eyes? You soon? Yeah. I mean, also he is very horny. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna we say. <laughs> we are introduced to him from him coming out some titties. That is, uh, that is true. I forget about how horny that game is, actually. Like, your main companion for the game introduces himself to you after climbing out from between some titties. Like, damn. Yeah, like, which, granted, granted, it's based on Shinto mythology, and Shinto mythology could be really weird and horny sometimes. Listen, just because your game is based on horny mythology doesn't mean you had to go horny. Like, I'm just saying. There were, you made a choice. They made a choice back then to go horny. Hey, it can't be that horny. It's rated T. Yeah. That's because pixel boobs aren't as stylized. And come on, you play <laughs> as a dog. Like. And she's a very good girl. She is a very good girl and very mean to enemies. She is. I, I I love the feature of you can just like bite and drag children around if you feel like it. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, 
this is the first time that I am attempting to 100% complete it. Because I, I have beaten the game multiple times in the past. Um, but this time I want to collect, like, all the little different things. And um, th there are the brush techniques that you can pick up over the course of the game. And all of those have, like, upgraded version. Well, not all of them, but many of them have, like, upgraded versions that you can, like, either do more damage or do different things with. And, like, as a kid, I didn't know how to unlock those. But now I have the magic of the internet to remind me where to go. <laughs> so I'm trying to do everything this time. It's going to be my definitive playthrough. You're going to make me replay Okami. It... And I already have enough of a backlog. And Yakuza, Yakuza Ishin's right around the fucking corner. So... Part of me is tempted after I finish this to play the sequel because I never got to play the sequel as a kid. Yeah, I don't think I played the sequel until I found it and I found a copy of it when I was like young and younger in my early twenties. Yeah, it was for the DS, and I, I I never got a chance to play it as a kid. I've heard it's not as good, but I mean, how can you recap? How can you uh? capture the sheer horniness of the original. <laughs> oh my god, we're so stuck on the fact that the game is hornier than we remember. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You can't have, you can't put, uh, horny Okami on a Nintendo console. This was before it, Bayonetta. Bitch, the original Kami is on Switch. Yeah, but that's post-Bayonetta. Nintendo. You're right, we're living in a post-Bayo world. We're living in a post-Bayonetta Nintendo world. Yet they're still upset about titties in other games. What the hell, Nintendo? You can't, you can't show titties in other games, but when Bayonetta does it, it's fine. We'll get into body parts later. Yeah, we'll get into the industry. Oh, yes. Yeah, that has relevance here. We'll get into the industry shaming body parts later. Uh, yes. Um, let's go on to news. Um, we should mention that we are recording this like right before Valentine's Day. Which happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, I'll just sit here and be single. <laughs> it's okay. Then... I'm also gonna sit here and be single. Liam, you better have a fantastic Valentine's planned. Or you have failed us. <laughs> my husband and I literally have zero plans. He made a cheesecake. That's it. You, hey, cheesecake is the ultimate Valentine's you, Day thing. Right. You, so. I was like, 20 years together, cheesecake is perfect. You yeah. you and your husband have failed us, though, because, you know, you didn't send us cheesecake for Valentine's Day. Uh, this is true. This is true. I don't think the cheesecake would last. <laughs> In the postal no. service. That'd be kind of, yeah, that'd be really nasty by the time it got to you. Man, for, man, first he doesn't send me cheesecake, then he makes me spit out tea while reviewing his latest review. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, met, yeah. I messaged Liam and said he owes, me, he owes me a tea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm reading a visual novel with one hand. That's the way you do it, right? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Anyway, except <laughs> for Doki Doki Literature Club, that is the exception. Yeah, I might want. I mean, you. I mean, you could be unless you're into some really. You up hold shit. hold up hold up hold up. You it it only. 
the first half is fine. We broke Greg. You did break me for a second. The first half is fine. Doki Doki Literature Club doesn't include weird shit until halfway through. So, you're probably fine for the start of it when it's just like a cute, cutesy little girl reading club. Um, no. No. <laughs> because those are teenagers, Greg. I was going to say, aren't they all like 14? I want to say they're like ambiguously 18 okay. in that anime way, you know? Oh, I was gonna say, okay, they're teenagers, but in the way that Japan makes 12-year-olds with triple D tits. Like... <laughs> in the way that many of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure characters are also 16. Yeah, like... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, this is the point why this is the point why I put the disclaimer in. Do not masturbate to children. Um, <laughs> Please stop before you get us shut down. <laughs> and do not say we supported you to do that. Uh, we are making we are making comments. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Mel, yeah, remember to edit that out. In the first hour. This was supposed to be a cute Valentine's Day thing, Greg, and you ruined it. You know, that's the magic of post-editing. Oh my god, this is like, um, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Cryptoland all over again. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. We don't talk about the Cryptoland incident. <laughs> um, anyway, the reason I bring up the date at all is not because it's Valentine's Day. It is because this is our first episode back after the Wizard game <laughs> launched. Um, and as such, man, if you are listening to this sometime in the future, I cannot describe to you what the internet and social media is like right now. Mm. Um... The Wayback Machine might be able to help you. <laughs> it's rough out there. So I'm going to go through our three stories related to the wizard game in order of most oof to most wholesome. Uh, that's, okay? the th that's the three we just decided to cover. I'm sure there's more. Oh, there's more. We I have narrowed it down to three that are kind of representative of the experience right now. Um, the first one is there is some oof content in that game. Holy shit. Um, I admit I have not played it. Um, I am getting a lot of this secondhand. Um, I mentioned this to Liam before the podcast started, but Greg, you know how there was like some stuff going around about how Man, the content of this game seems kind of anti-Semitic, even for, like, goblins being a somewhat anti-Semitic caricature in culture already, right? Yeah, I remember us having a conversation about that, like, two yeah, weeks ago. So, so, um, I found out something that I was not aware of before that may explain this a lot. Um, I was not aware that the, allegedly... This studio that produced this game is made up of mostly Mormons. Mm. And that explains so much. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I refrain uh, from comment. 
Yeah, so the biggest thing that is going around right now is that there is an item in the game that the description is a big oof. I'm, I've got it pulled up right here. The item itself is some kind of, like, animal horn horn, um, which, if nobody knows, there is something called a shofar, which is a ram's horn horn instrument that Jewish people, that is, like, part of Jewish culture. Um, okay. And so here's the description of this item that looks somewhat like a shofar. Um, Horns like this were used by goblins during the 1612 Goblin Rebellion to rally troops and generally annoy witches and wizards. This horn was discovered in the aftermath of the rebellion behind the Hogshead Inn, with a wedge of gorgonzola stuffed inside, presumably to mute it. Okay, so like, if you don't know all the shit that's in here, that seems genuinely, generally like, fairly innocuous, right? Um, but then I had some people who knew their Jewish history start pointing stuff out, and it gets real oof real fast. First off, the whole, it looks like a shofar, and then used to generally annoy witches and wizards. That's a bit uncomfy. Then there is the eighteen, uh, the 1612 Goblin Rebellion. Uh, I don't remember the exact country, but it was either in, like, Germany or France or somewhere in that region. Um, in 1612, there were pogroms that were uh, general, like, efforts to suppress and uh, get rid of Jewish people. Yeah. So that's an interesting choice for a year there. And then Gorgonzola cheese is one of the few cheeses that is not kosher. And it just that last part. It just adds up to a whole mess of not good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh... Like one of those is an oopsie. All three of those, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> that's yeah, that's just super intentional. Um, does Port Key Games want to talk about it? Uh, does, does somebody want to explain? Does somebody want to explain? Because uh, if somebody in your in your team just happened to have all of that information on hand, by the way, off the top of their head, I'm more concerned. Uh, I, but I'm also going to be concerned if you researched all that stuff. And then put it in your game intentionally, like. Yeah, yeah the, it's whoo. Oof. Um, not to mention there is a shot in which a newspaper is shown that it says, "Ran Rocks Goblin Rebellion Truth or Gobbledygook." Gobbledygook being sometimes used to make fun of Yiddish. And that comes up a few times, by the way. That was the one that I caught was like there actually being a tongue called gobbledygook. I'm like, are you seriously? Which granted that was in the books, which is yeah. like, oof, um, that, that one was pulled from the books directly, but yeah. it's not helping. <laughs> so, uh, yikes. And then there is in general, there are people upset with the trans character in the game. Um, some for valid reasons, some for not-so-valid reasons. 
I will say I thought she was an absolute 100% badass, and she's probably my favorite character in the entire game. That's good. And that that's not because I'm LGBT either. That's because she's, uh, from my cis white gay male's uh, perspective, um, I liked the fact that her voice was deeper. Um, some trans women have deep voices, and that's not being, I mean, I didn't feel I was being pandered to. Um, I and, also and we didn't... should point out she she is voiced by a trans woman. Absolutely. And the other thing is, is that I don't, she does say that at one point she says, when they knew me, I was a wizard and now I'm a wi like something to that effect. But had she not, I would not have, I, I wouldn't have thought anything about her if there hadn't been a controversy about her. Right. But also in the game, we do have a witch that talks about her wife. Just, mm -hmm. And it's they don't even make a big deal out of it. She's just talking about her wife, and it's a given. Um, and one of my other favorite characters, there you you get to not companions, but it's your Ron and uh, uh, Hermione stand-ins. The one that people are pointing at, saying Hermione stand-in, she is a person of color. Um, she is not from America. Um, she doesn't even practice magic with a wand, which like my ears perked up. I'm like, oh my God, we can do it without a wand. Um, so, but I, she was so wonderfully written and it added, there is a mosaic of color in the game that you don't see in the books or the movies even worse. Um, so I really do appreciate the efforts that even though they're a Mormon team, that they went through for some of this stuff. Right. And I think they, they, I think we have to give them points for trying in the face of this maelstrom of reaction to this game. Right. And like, it obviously, <laughs> and obviously there's always going to be some people who are like, well, how much of that was added after everything started going crazy about two right. years ago? But, you know, if they put it in, that's still something, you know, it's, it's better than it not being there. I um, haven't met that character yet. Games. <laughs> I haven't yeah, met that character yet. I've taken the complete your pokey decks approach. <laughs> oh, you haven't met yeah. Sirona yet. Okay. Um, I, I, I yeah, met yeah, the... I met my Hermione stand in. I can't stand my Ron stand in. No, but I'm in Slytherin, <laughs> so he's kinda like my best bud. Yes, I um, did go full Slytherin, by the way. Yeah, the the um obviously the controversy with uh, Serona is that the character's name is Serona Ryan, which like a lot of people are like, that feels odd, which I can't blame them for having a bit of a knee-jerk reaction when they are already upset, and then to top it all off, this is following the J.K. Rowling school of naming characters, which has always been extremely on the nose and not great, so uh, You gave a great on the example side, earlier Huh? You gave a great example prior to recording. Yeah, um, the two the two examples that you'll well the three examples you'll see come up a lot is one of the few um, confirmed black in the books. Let's put it that way. Like, there's a lot of characters where you could say they're whatever ethnicity you want them to. There there are some people who had Canon Harry as being of uh, Indian descent. Like, there there is room to play around a little bit with the books. But one of the few characters that is explicitly confirmed to be uh, an adult black wizard is named Kingsley Shacklebolt. 
Um, Cho Chang is a Korean char- character of Korean descent. Uh, she's not from Korea. She's of Korean descent who is given two Chinese last names to make up her name. And then you have, um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. The Irish character, Seamus Finnegan. Oh, who is introduced early in the book as trying to turn his drink at the feast into alcohol, which, you know, great job, JK. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so uh, the the one good thing I've seen out of close to the game is uh, people going down into the kitchens and finding the house elves and there's like one stamping berries or some shit. And people are finding that that um, animation from the house elf matches up with pretty much whatever music you want them to be dancing to. Oh, <laughs> oh I will have to go on TikTok and find some of these. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. I've I've seen people edit it with like some extreme metal, and it's very funny. Oh, um, you gotta crush those second... damn grapes. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say real quickly that I. I know where the controversies are in this game, but as I was playing through, and I know Greg hasn't gotten to this, so I'll be real vague about it. The, like, we talk about, like, we love Pokemon, but if you look at it under a certain lens, it's kind of problematic because it's, it's, you're fighting animals. It's animal ring fighting. We'll, we'll call it the PETA um, lens. <laughs> yeah. Um, the PETA lens, there, yes. There is a, there is a segment of this game that is quote unquote, rescuing animals because everybody loves the beast in harry potter so you got to put them in the game um but after that they introduce the idea of the fact that you can then breed them which is great except there's a woman in town that will buy them off of you so you're you're turning yourself into a fucking puppy meal for unicorns oh my god oh yes and like i'm like you guys be outraged all you want to but guess what you're a fucking puppy meal Talk about talk about like story gameplay dissonance. Holy yes, shit! It really, I mean, it was cute, and I mean, when I caught my first unicorn, I'm not gonna lie, I made some noises. But then he was like, "And you can br- build a breeding pen," and I went, "Okay, but this can get really crowded really quickly." And then I met the girl in in Hogsmeade that's like, "Oh no, I'll buy your animals from you." I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> So the way I need to make money to buy my wizarding outfits is to turn myself into a puppy mill. We have become what we sought to kill. Right? <laughs> um, okay, second story on the oof to wholesome scale. We're falling in the middle. Uh, there was a website that was tracking what streamers were playing Hogwarts Legacy. And basically acting as a catalog to who do you want to go brigade. Um, the good news is it's been shut down, so, thankfully. The original intent wasn't for people to use the site as harassment. The site creator literally says the original intent was so that people would know if a streamer they followed played the game, and so they could decide if they wanted to follow or unfollow. Right. That's not what the became... internet used it for. <laughs> Right, it it became a harassment catalog, unfortunately, which sucks. And like, I understand people have very strong feelings about this game. They have very strong feelings about J.K. Rowling, but like, harassing 
single people isn't gonna help anyone. And spoiling like, the game only makes you an asshole. It's not virtue signaling. Hey, hey. hey. At, at the very least, spoiling the game is within the Harry Potter DNA. I mean, yeah. It is but a tradition were, at this it point. Too. Yeah. Uh, I, spoilers are one of those things that just kill me. And we are we will be talking about a TV show in a minute. And I, I promise to do my best and not spoil anything. Ah, uh, how can you? It's been so widespread. Liam, um, I, I, uh, I have not heard anything about this prior to reading the news list today. Oh, wow, okay. So, Ooh. it may have been widespread, right. but for someone but who's online it. a lot, I missed it. Wow. Um. Well, let's get through these horrible stories. Guys. Yes, <laughs> uh, and, and add on to the hold someone... Um, basically, because people were upset about this game, there were some who wanted to, um, do something productive instead of just complaining about it online. And so, um, you can go, if you just Google trans witches are witches, you can find the trans witches are witches game bundle, which is a bundle that is $60, um, the price of the Harry Potter game. And it is a full of witchy or magic themed games that are um, either uh, LGBT inclusive or made by LGBTQ creators um, and it has so far raised 65,000 pounds for charity. Awesome. Um, and that article was from several hours ago. I checked just before we recorded and it's gone even higher. So... Yay for making a difference. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a, that is a concrete difference. That's not sitting behind your keyboard and harassing people. This is something yeah. real that you can do. And it's good. We we love video game charity. Um, oh. Okay, so moving on from all that, uh, The Last of Us TV show did oh. something amazing. Um, it hurt me so deep. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts so good. Oh, it hurts it so good. Phenomenal um, job. It's just about to get so, inappropriate. No, so the no, last oh, of, no, no. It's, it's no, no. It, oh. Okay. The, the, so the Last of Us TV show, its third episode, is where we got into the segment of the game where you go to Bill's town uh, right after you get out of the initial city, right? Yeah. Um, and they, instead of following what was in the game, they took it and they turned it into a beautiful story of gay love in the apocalypse. Aww. You know, I, I, there is, because Nick Offerman is, plays Bill. I love him so and, much. <laughs> I know. He, and that, that was the thing. It's like the conversation is not about gay actors playing gay roles because, I mean, he did such an amazing job. However, right. if you yeah. follow along with Bill's story... He, Bill doesn't have to be gay for this to still be incredibly beautiful. He right. has been on his own for how long? Human touch is human touch. Talk to any prisoner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Liam. Frank knew what he was doing. And Frank is a, Frank is an, a, a gay actor as well. Uh, uh, Bartlett. I can't remember his first name. Um, he's in The White Lotus and he was in Looking. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, Murray Bartlett. There we go. Um, but even through that lens, it is... It is a 20-year relationship, and as somebody who has been in his marriage for tw or in his relationship for 20 years, 
it, it really resonated with me because there is so much to the reality of that relationship that you don't get in the game with a note in a porno magazine. Yeah. So, um, for context, basically, um, <laughs> I learned about this from a clip of uh, Frank talking to Bill and being like, well, you know, the living in a bu- something about living in a bumper bunker and the government are all Nazis and Bill turns around it's like the government are all Nazis and Frank's like well yeah now but <laughs> um basically what they did is in the game when you go to Bill's town you weave your way through a series of booby traps that the somewhat paranoid Bill has set up um when you reach him you tell him you need a car and he's like, oh, okay, you, you need a car, you need a car, haha. And you then adventure with Bill through the rest of the town in order to get what you need to get this car going. Um, there is not much comment about Bill's private life, except the fact that he had a partner who is no longer around. And at first you assume it is just a like someone who is helping around, around the town, helping him get things done, setting up all his traps and shit. Um, eventually you do find the partner Frank's body and you realize, no, they were partners in more than just that. Uh, but Frank wanted to get out. He didn't want to be, stay stuck paranoid in the town like Bill did. And in attempting to get out, he got bit and then hung himself uh, before doing so, leaving a very scathing note to Bill behind about how he was kind of pathetic and he should have just got out when he could. Um, and he, like, despite the fact that he got bit, he, like, doesn't regret leaving and all this stuff. And you can, you can show the note to Bill and he is upset. And then that's just kind of where it ends, um, with it then being basically confirmed in the truck afterwards, once you leave, that Bill is interested in men because Ellie has a porno magazine that she stole from his place that is, definitely has men in it, um, Instead, why would that you show the note that... to Bill, you monsters? Yeah, well, you know, you know, people were still saying that Bill, like, oh my god, I can't believe they made Bill and Frank gay. And I'm like, okay, how did you play through? How did you miss that? Any of that storyline and miss it, right? Like, Ellie, Ellie going, why are all these pages stuck together? It's one of the funniest jokes in the game. Like, you can't <laughs> tell me you missed it. If you missed it, you were trying to. Right. Um, In contrast, none of that is in the TV show. No. They make it the story and what happens is not even on that same track. It is so much different and so much more beautiful. They, They do have problems. There's no way a couple can be together for 20 years without running into some issues. And so we do see them argue and we do see that side that that frank mentioned in the note that bill is an asshole there's no other way to put it bill is an asshole but he's his asshole right he's frank's asshole and it is absolutely heartbreaking and beautiful and i can't say enough about it i I sobbed about strawberries man Oh God, yeah, no. I like any of that episode will get me going, so I'm not gonna go yeah. into detail. Ba- yeah, basically, uh, instead, it is the story of their relationship told in flashback while Bill and and not Bill, uh, Joel and Ellie are in the town, kind of being like, "Where the hell is Bill and Frank?" And then the the end reveal is that they are gone. 
but it is um, very much a they were together, they were happy, and they went out on their own terms. And yep. it's beautiful. It's stunning. And it's such a deviation, but it's done in the most beautiful way that I can't see anyone but assholes being upset about it. But that you know, also means we don't get any more Nick Offerman in The Last of Us. I know. It's a bit roll, but and it's not. It's it not really like Bill showed up. Game, yeah, it's not like Bill showed up after that point in the games at all. So no, at all. That's why I was like, it doesn't. I mean, whether Bill is alive in the game is questionable because we don't know. We never see him again. Right. Um, so um, it, yeah, I think the deviations that the show has done so far have all been, and God knows me, Mister, if you're not going to do it, don't do it. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it. But they have made deviations, but The Last of Us is still doing it correctly. The deviations mm -hmm. that they have made make sense for a television show versus a video game. Right. But and, it was um, not season eight Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> yeah, and as many of people have pointed out, despite the fact that they very much massively overhauled and changed this entire section, it leaves the exact same... Uh, like, Ellie and Joel leave Bill's town with the having learned the exact same lesson that like you can live on your own but you're not really living you're just surviving yeah. and both versions that's what they take away from it so really it is a change to make a, a more emotionally investing story and it hasn't changed anything about the entire journey as a whole i agree um <sighs> there is one line in uh, i'm gonna try to do this without bawling there is one line because it uh it it rang true for not only those characters but for my own life as well. Um, the the line is I I wasn't afraid until you came because there was no reason for him to be afraid until he had something to lose. And yeah. That I started crying at that moment and I didn't stop until the credits rolled. Yeah. It was one of the most affecting hours of television that I have ever sat through. It hurts so good. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's an amazing episode. It's an amazing show, but it's an amazing episode of an amazing show. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm sure we'll have more to we'll talk about <laughs> the longer that this series goes on. Yeah. Um, Man, given what we have to talk about after this, we probably should have ended on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I figured we could end on going through the Nintendo Direct today. <laughs> Um, moving on, Elden Ring streamer goes Jeez. balls to the wall and plays the entire game with her brain signals. This yep. game is never going away, is We've it? seen yeah. Dance Pad, we've seen Bananas, and now this. We've seen Bananas, we've seen Watermelon, we've seen Smashing Potatoes, and now you have Let Me Just Vig My Brain with some synapses in a machine. Yep. And play <laughs> it and, and it. play it with my brain. Um, um yeah. I'm say the only thing left they couldn't put on Twitch. I'm gonna play this with me. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing we haven't played Elden Ring with so far. Listen. If it's out of view, they might be able to get away with it. I was gonna it, say they could they could really prove. They could probably get away with it for about a whole two minutes before Twitch shut shuts them down. <laughs> They make history at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So, just more proof that Souls-like players are fucking unhinged. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
you remember how the D&D stuff was going not great? Well, Hasbro, which owns Wizard of the Coast now, laid off 15% of their workforce. Yeah, let's just talk about that, because you know the same bank that we covered at the end of last year that said that Hasbro is diluting the Magic the Gathering market, which they're also in charge of? Mm-hmm. The bank said that again. Oh, boy. Because I guess they figured Hasbro didn't hear them the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't Remember, have... Remember, <laughs> stock prices are all that matter to these people. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, and they still haven't recovered from the whole thing. I saw the best meme describing the whole D&D &D and OGL oh. debacle last night. You know that, like, colliding train, like, one's coming on an offside track, and then another one just steamrolls it off the track? Mm -hmm. Well, the one coming in is uh, Hasbro trying to do shady shit with a new OGL, and then the train that's knocking it off the track is D&D &D players that have been trained to interpret and closely read rules for decades. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's the best meme that sums this up. Like, how did they think they were going to get away with it? I have no idea, bro. But yeah, um, they, they haven't recovered. They've taken two more stock hits this past week as of recording. Nice. Because the subscription for D&D &D Beyond has not recovered. Like they oh, said no. it would. Like they said it would. I don't know why they thought it would. Um, but, but, but we walked it back. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then the bank's like, hey, you're still oversaturating your market. And then ha and then they release a product that literally has, like, seven or eight art variants for the same fucking card. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I bought a box for the latest set because I'm a tool. And, and I really Weak. like... And I really like... Ma I really like magic... Hey, 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 hey. Magic the Gathering does not have to die because Daddy Hasbro wanted to steal other people's intellectual property. Um, I don't know. You're not allowed to enjoy anything these days. Uh, Clearly right. not. Well, then I'm just going to take it. I did call myself a tool. <laughs> um, I think we all need to go touch grass. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, uh... I'm not surprised they had to lay off people, but you damn well no. know no one at the top took a pay cut. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so, oh, of course not. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't think this is the end of the story. Um, at this point, they're pinning everything on the fucking Barbie movie. Well, I mean... I will go see opening weekend. I mean, something, that, something else regarding them is an anti-consumer lawsuit got filed against Hasbro. Oh boy! Two of them, actually. One of them because of the OGL uh, debacle. And the, other hmm. one, and the other one is because of the bank. The other one is by some stockholders because of the them disregarding the bank's, the bank's uh, warnings 
about how they're oversaturating the market. Mm -hmm. So, yes, stockholders aren't happy. But, and the stockholders have money lawyers. Yeah, 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 and the stockholders have money lawyers. and Yeah, yeah, nobody's happy, though. Um, that's pretty wild. Don't get me wrong, Hasbro is one of those companies that's kind of too big to fail. But mm -hmm. I think they're more likely to be acquired by someone bigger. Uh, I'm placing my bets now. Microsoft buys Hasbro. Because they want that sweet, sweet Transformers license. What what won't Microsoft buy these days? Right. I don't know. An actual properly behaving functioning company. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on to to say something positive about Hasbro. I did uh, walk into the store the other day and see alopecia Barbie. So there's something. Oh, wow. It was a, it was a bald Barbie and it was great. Wait 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 wait. Was it a bald Barbie with like a negative two waist still though, or? Well, they they do have multiple body types for Barbie now. You're aware of that, right? Good. <laughs> no, I, I mean, wasn't, but good. Yeah, they're not you know too terribly different, but it is different enough that the curvy Barbie does need actually different clothing than the standard Barbie. So. Um, so. but yeah, they've actually, they've been actually doing a lot of cool things with the Barbie dolls lately. There's, um, you can get Barbies that have prosthetic limbs, like I knew that one, yeah. silver prosthetic limbs. Uh, there are Barbies with hearing aids and they have brought back Barbies in wheelchairs because did I ever tell you about the first time that Barbie was in a wheelchair? No. Okay. So it wasn't Barbie. It was one of Barbie's friends. Cause you know, there's. If it's not blonde, it ain't Barbie. Um, it was one of Barbie's friends who was a, uh, a ph the whole idea was she's a photographer, but she's in a wheelchair, but she's still able to do things. And um, it was it was the first time that they had done it, and everyone was like, "Sweet wheelchair Barbie." And then um, an advocacy group pointed out, "Hey, um, this is great, but Barbie's dream house isn't wheelchair accessible." Nope. <laughs> So Barbie can't like, have this friend over for drinks and, and shit. Well, Barbie's friend had to come in via the porch, basically. Oh my god. And, like, it's one of those things that's like, okay, yeah, that sucks, but also at the same time, in order to make Barbie's house wheelchair accessible, you'd have to make Barbie's house fucking more big than it is already, and Barbie dream houses are already pretty damn big. I was like, um, does it have an elevator in it? No, it, it wasn't one of the ones with the elevators. It was one oh, of the ones okay. that was just a plastic house that opened up. Right, right, okay. Because yeah, I was sitting there thinking, she's got an elevator. You know what? Fine. Maybe that's why Bobby has new dream houses, because she's being more considerate of her friends well, in wheelchairs. Here's the thing, here's the thing. There, there have been multiple Barbie dream houses over the years. Like, there, there are very many different kinds, and I'm not even, like, into dolls, and I know this. But basically... They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that. And, like, a year later, the group was like, so, uh, about that accessibility for her friend. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then another year later, they quietly discontinued the wheelchair Barbie. Uh. <laughs> um, but now, there are Barbies in wheelchairs. There's Barbies with all sorts of different, like, visible disabilities to them. And I think that's super cool for little girls. I guess I didn't Absolutely. know that because I don't have... My youngest niece is now, like, 14. 
So uh -huh. it's been, it's been a while since I've bought a Bobby for anybody. I that's keep why I didn't up know. on this because I follow a handful of people who like do interesting like talk about the history of dolls videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And because I am a firm believer that there are many Barbie movies, direct to DVD movies that are quite good. So I do keep up on those. I did Tinkerbell movies. I can't say anything. <laughs> um, okay. So uh Act Blizz. They 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 got in trouble and they paid what? pennies. Oh yeah. Uh the whistleblower thing. Uh, <laughs> I know. It hurts. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> they also paid pennies over the fucking assault. Like harassment at the workplace stuff. I know. Activision Blizzard has seen no real consequences from, like, the fucking Anything. government who basically decided to settle for a slap on the wrist and don't do that again. Um, I'm upset about it. Oh, I, I, knew, I knew we would have to talk about it, but I've very clearly when I shared this with everybody in our workspace chat was very clearly upset about the resolution to that. Yeah. Because it's fucking ridiculous. Um Well, would you like to hear some good news about Actabliz? Wait, wait, I wanna I wanna share the story that showed up in my it, it's very quick. Uh yep. Sony refuses to pick up the phone when Bobby Carter calls. <laughs> Bobby Kotick has been trying to call Sony so Sony would back off and allow the merger to go through and Sony just doesn't answer the phone which is fucking hilarious to me so <laughs> that's beautiful that is a 10 out of 10 experience it's the level of petty I strive for on a, corpor mm -hmm. on a corporate scale on a corporate scale <laughs> yeah. on a corporate scale um, would you like some good news about Actabliz? yeah I'm always up for They're making games. less money because <laughs> World of Warcraft and Overwatch have shut down in China. Oof. So, I don't know. I imagine Overwatch is because they refused to release, remove the monetization stuff that China wanted out of the game. Oh, no, no, no. No. Every Activist game is shut down in China. Or at least every Blizzard game is shut down in China. Why? Um, basically, they had an agreement with one of China's biggest game companies to um, that this company would host the servers because of the way that China runs things. Blizzard cannot host the servers directly. Yes. And so that deal with that company has run out. And instead of extending for six more months while they figure things out, the company just said, mm, no. <laughs> and so... Uh, because at the time that they made the deal, they were a much smaller company, but now the things outside of Blizzard make up 60% of their revenue, so they don't really need Blizzard as much as they did before. And, and so I... unless they can get a better deal, they're not going to do shit. Um, so Blizzard is currently trying to scramble to find someone who will host their servers. In the meantime, they are allowing um, players to download their information uh, to save for when to upload again when the servers do eventually come back up, which who knows when that'll be. 
If ever. If ever. Because, let's be honest, with how Activision Blizzard's been in the press, uh, they haven't been showcased very highly in China either. So... And besides, I don't think Tencent would want to compete with Activision Blizzard if they don't have to. And they can very easily just buy up all the server farms in China and prevent it. So, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, on another note, there's the whole Death Valley debacle. What's this? So, the UK has decided to step in and do some uh, suit similar to the FTC of the US to prevent mm-hmm. the merger of Activision and Blizzard. And As Bo- they should. And Bobby Kotick's been running his mouth calling it Death oh, no. Valley. And, uh, I really, I still don't understand why Microsoft is buying this company, because Bobby Kotick basically said that, um, he's going to punish British gamers. Wow. Because of the choices of their government. I hate that. It's, it's, it's like when, um, I forget what game it was told the players to beg their their government not to do the anti-microtransaction. You mean, like, or clearly. how Activision Blizzard refused to release Diablo Immortal in uh, Belgium because they couldn't monetize it? Yeah. And literally said that it's the players fought in Belgium for not fighting against their government for banning loot boxes. Yeah, that was it. Even though everywhere else in the world they said the loot boxes weren't an important integral part of the Diablo Immortal experience. Mm. The math ain't mathin'. <laughs> the math ain't mathin'. We've talked about the ridiculous money people had to spend on Diablo Immortal to get anywhere. The math ain't mathin'. Yep. Uh, Logan Paul is getting sued over his F, uh, his stupid NFT game. Yeah, Crypto Good. Zoo. Good. Fuck Logan Paul. Speaking of going away, when is he going away? I <laughs> uh, don't know. Hopefully we don't have to talk about him anymore, uh, for a uh, while. Until ho- hopefully we, get... we don't have to talk about him, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's gonna go away anytime soon. Uh, but hopefully we get to stop talking about him, because... Talking about him is, like, the equivalent of talking about, like, Andrew Tate to me. I really hate it. Yep. It's not... It's fun for me to sit here and shit on Bobby Kotick and Activision Blizzard. It's not fun for me to he- sit here and shit on Logan Paul. No. He, he's just, like... It's not as fun. <laughs> a black hole. Like... Yeah. Exactly. It's um, not... It's not as fun, and I hate that we ever had to talk about him, but he did video <laughs> games... So he did do a video game thing, which meant we were legally obligated by the rules of it got put in our news channel to talk about it. <laughs> it got put in our news channel by me because I'm like, hey, we should talk about this. And everyone's like, do we have to? And I said, probably. Um, um, another thing you put in our news channel is that there is an Xbox Series X exclusive that's going to be unplayable soon. Okay, uh, I don't, I'm sure I did, but... Uh, let me see here, it <laughs> I is... Don't remember, I don't remember the game in 
question. Uh, Crossfire X? Yeah, uh, I think that's a crappy Battle Royale a COD clone. Oh, so it's like one of those just like yeah. one of many that are shutting down lately. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a it looks like it's a crappy COD clone. Okay, well none of us made it clearly. I don't know. Cro <laughs> I don't know. Crossfire is a long-running Xbox series Xbox okay, game okay. series like but they've decided that they're not continuing operations of the live servicey one of the live servicey one yeah. uh that just released last year ooh all right oh uh Square Enix shut down Dragon Quest, one of the Dragon Quest mobile games. Yeah, we yeah. knew that was coming. Uh, that dropped like literally right after I made the comment that we need a Square Enix graveyard at this point. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still waiting for um, them to ki kill Outriders. They haven't uh, announced it yet, but it doesn't make money. I'm so. surprised that didn't come in that whole slew of announcements that we did get. I, oh, I was really surprised. That, that being said. Other companies, like the one behind Crossfire, are also starting to kill their live services. It's oh, it's almost like when we started up the uh, podcast again. Like we were the harbingers. We it, it was almost like one of our first episodes where I called <laughs> out with called out live services when we had many more people in our. In our crew that attended, um, I remember calling out live services and saying it's not sustainable. Like you can't keep releasing games that want all of a player's time and keep them running on that. You're not. I'm sorry. The market only has enough room for a handful of those games, and Fortnite took most of that before you got there. So. Right. I don't know what to tell you, but like you can't yeah. sustain that, and it's showing now that many companies that attempted it are seeing that EA killed a few projects. I don't remember the specific ones, um, and then there's a bunch of smaller studios. All in all, there were like, since the last time we recorded, like 12 to 15 game shutdown announcements, all of them live service. All of them live mm -hmm. service. Uh, and I reiterate, the model's not sustainable, and there's no more room in the market for it. Uh, it's almost like the when they released Fa Star Wars Fallen Order, when EA was commonly making live service games, and people in math, and it did exceptionally well, and EA was surprised that gamers just want to play video games. The gamers do just want to play the video games. I don't want something that requires me to log in daily that's not a mobile game. And I'm sorry, but I'm already chock full of mobile games. Yeah. You can't get me to download other ones. I'm still waiting for them to turn around and kill like the Echoes of Mana mobile game that came out last year. 
I'm expecting them to kill that. Um, and I want to say before we move on, why are we trusting that? Uh, why are we trusting like Square Enix again? Why are we trusting Square Enix to release like that Final Fantasy VII mobile game? And sustain it? Good question. Because that's what... Because they're still releasing that this year, last time I checked. But why are we... Ex why are we expecting really them to hope. sustain that? I really hope at some point, one of these companies clues into the fact that all of these live service games are closing down within one to two years of being launched. Live service games don't work. No, you see, Just companies... Companies aren't going to clue into that until consumers clue into that and stop buying them. I mean, like Babylon's Fall. It, I mean, that thing didn't even <laughs> last the full year. That thing did. That thing. The fact that it lasted more than a couple of weeks. <laughs> more than a couple of weeks surprises me, uh, because it was it was trash. It's yeah. not good. And then aren't they releasing other games that are live service? Like, isn't Wild Heart a live service game? I have no um, idea. I have stopped keeping up with whatever Square Enix is doing. Well, I don't think... Yeah, I don't Wild know Heart if Wild is... Heart is something Square Enix is doing. No, it's actually EA. Um, but isn't, oh, that, isn't that a live service game? Like, yes. after it's they Monster just Hunter. shut down all these other ones? Yeah, it's Monster Hunter. So yes, it's an online... or Always online multiplayer live service and, and, monster hunter game and again how is that going to compete with monster hunter um dauntless dauntless it, didn't do co too good and dauntless no. looked a hell of a lot better than wild hot does i i am kind of surprised dauntless hasn't hit one of those lists yet either, yeah but, dauntless hasn't um, shut down i mean dauntless is popular uh because it's free right um uh, wild hearts is supposed to come out this week however if you have the EA Play, which some of us who have Game Pass have EA Play included, but you can now play the game for 10 hours starting today. I actually installed it before I took a break before we recorded. So after this, I'll have something to talk about. It'll be Wild Hearts, but that'll be next time. Um, but yes, it is already out for those of us who have EA Play. And I've so, had friends that have been excited for it, but it just looked like it, it's Monster Hunter to me. And it's if I want to play Monster Hunter, I'm just gonna play Monster Hunter. Like, yeah, I already, I, I'm not gonna buy another game. If it was free, no, I'd give no. it a shot. But it's not. As far as far as I no, know, it's, it's a full priced game. It's yeah. I was gonna say it is not only a, a price game; it is a full price game. And the worst thing that I've heard about it, because Monster Hunter has this incredible library of monsters, Wild Hearts' biggest drawback seems to be the fact that. They don't have that many monsters, and when they do the, like, this one is a special version of this monster, there's not even that much of a visual change. What What are you talking... So, what are you talking about? They'll add more monsters later. Well, again, you need to stop doing that. They Same really need uh, release the game that you listen, intend for us to play. At, at least Dauntless launched with, like, 25 monsters or some shit exactly. like that. Like, yeah. Dauntless launched with a full roster of creatures to fight, and then said, oh, we have plans to add at least, like, 10 to 15 more. Like, yeah. 
and that's fine. But no, when you come out with seven monsters, there's a problem. Yeah. So anyway, but it is life service. So don't don't play it. Wild Hearts, play Monster Hunter, or play Dauntless. Dauntless was a fine experience, just why play Dauntless when you can play Monster Hunter? Like Dauntless is the Fortnite of Monster Hunting games. Yeah. It even and, has that art style. <laughs> and yeah, and it's fine. It's a very serviceable Monster Hunter game. I thought it was fun. But I yeah, it's one of those games I'm surprised isn't shutting down. So um speaking of Xbox and Microsoft uh Microsoft says that um Game Pass is causing them to lose money. Yeah, basically the uh that their direct game sales have dropped as a result of Game Pass. Which not surprised. Not, not at su- all. I mean, not I, surprised. Yeah. I mean, when you started putting like almost every new game that you have coming out on Xbox on Game Pass day one, what are you expecting? Like, if I'm paying a subscription fee and I can play this sixty seventy dollar game for free, why am I gonna buy it? And now you get a 10-hour preview of games on on EA, so you don't have to buy those. Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> they they shot themselves in the foot and are now sad about it. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm well. A, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of Game Pass. I love it. I've had it for several years now. I don't know why um, they're complaining anyway. Game Pass is their future. It's making... In the, the industry. Game Pass itself has to make money for them, or they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. Game right. Pass. They may be losing on on individual game sales, but they're they're certainly making that up in Game Pass revenue because it, it's so. Yeah. I I think they were kind of hoping that they would be able to double dip, that some of their people would I, be so loyal that they would buy the game on top of playing it on Game Pass. Or some or some of those people would just really want to own the game, so they'll go buy it. I'm not one of those people. If I can play it for free, I'm going to play it for free. Right. Like, yeah, I'm just going to play it for free. Ask Epic Games how much, uh, how many games I've bought from them versus how many games I own from them because of free games. <laughs> right. The answer is I could count that on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> how many I've actually bought. Um, I got bad news, Liam. Uh-oh, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, Midnight Suns is a commercial flop. Right. Okay. I know. I, I hate it. I so hate serious. it. <laughs> it is a critical success because all the critics love it, which, yes, I guess that makes a. I mean, we're games journalists. I guess that includes us. Because, yeah, I loved it. But the fact that it's a commercial flop, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it it but, didn't se- It didn't make all of the money. It just made some of the money. Right. Some of the money is not enough of the money. And it's right. not selling nearly enough overpriced costumes. That's, let me I, see that's what I think they're really complaining let about. Me, let me give, let me give let me give you some advice. No one wants to pay twenty dollars for a costume. No. no. But that's basically what most of the actual like high end not just color swapped shit is. Yeah. 
it's like 25 bucks. And yeah, you might get like one for your character and then like two of your heroes will get one that matches that theming for that price. But nobody wants to pay $25 for cosmetics. Right. Also, it came out after that statement that the original cast of Midnight Suns was supposed to have 25 characters. Yeah, and where are those? Because we've only gotten one. We've only... With two more planned. They only have two more others announced, like, planned. One of them, I think, wasn't even on the original roster. And we were supposed to have characters like Magneto and that in it. Yeah. And we didn't get that. So, and they're not planned. But yeah, it came out that Midnight Suns was originally supposed to have a cast of 25 characters for you to use. Great. And so, yeah, maybe start delivering those. Granted, also, nobody wants to pay $15, $20 for your character DLC either. I do know that they, um,. They had talked about um, XCOM wasn't a success when it first launched, but that it did over time. It did make the money back. They're kind of hoping that this game is going to do that same trajectory. The problem is, is it's such a different market these days. These days, games have that one moment it's also, where they can make or break. It's also a different game. It's not a yeah. military shooter. It's a deck building strategy game. Like right. It's a completely different genre. And don't get me wrong, I am grateful they took that plunge and made Midnight Suns. I enjoy that game a lot. Liam was right. Oh, yeah. I enjoy that game I a lot. It. Uh, but it really made me angry when they had the goal to call it a commercial flop. I just didn't see it. I can understand it, but I didn't see it. That's not the that's not the conversations that I was having around that game. Yeah, everybody I know that I've talked to has really enjoyed that game, yeah, or yeah. they intended to pick it up like in a week, and most of them did. Like, and it sold really well during the holidays. So, like, I don't know where they get the whole. It failed. It I think... didn't make all the money. Yeah, it didn't right. make all the money, and the live service element isn't help isn't making all of the money. So now they're upset. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Just um, means we won't get another one. I I don't know. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know at the so, time. This one is real quick. Um, gamers and sports fans crossed over because of the Super Bowl halftime show. Which, as we record, the Super Bowl was yesterday. And every Super Bowl, the halftime show always brings about a meme. Like one year we had Katy Perry and Left Shark. And this year we had Rihanna. And what was the meme? Damn, this looks like a Smash Bros. stage. The staging looks very much like Final Destination, so I have seen multiple people go, uh, no items, Rihanna only, Final Destination. My fa- my favorite was somebody photoshopped Kirby poofed up on the end, Bowser like he's just spawning in, 
and Captain Falcon getting ready to like dive kick Rihanna and going Rihanna about the Rihanna came to the wrong stage and <laughs> I'm just like god damn uh funniest shit ever funniest shit ever that being funniest said shit I ever seen. that being said Rihanna was great all you haters can fucking suck it Rihanna was great I personally found it a little one note but she did put on a good show especially for it's been confirmed for being pregnant while doing it yeah she's like four to six months pregnant yeah like (laughs) it was enough that every time like they zoomed in on her my roommate and i were debating like is she knocked up or is this from the baby she had last year uh i literally saw people on twitter going low-key is rihanna pregnant like, I don't want to upset anybody, but is she pregnant? Like, Right, which she did not announce until after the halftime show. Yes. Yep. My, and, she, my... and she only announced it because people kept asking. Uh. Yeah. My big upset is that she sang Umbrella, and the icon lip-synker Tom Holland was not there. Yeah. Hello. Where was my Tom Holland in a maid outfit? Right? Like, come on. Come on. You can't play Umbrella and not have Tom anymore. That's not how it works. That's not how we do that. Uh, so if you haven't seen that clip, it's the best fucking thing ever. Uh, if, if you just search Tom Holland Umbrella, it will be the first thing that pops yeah, it, up. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's fucking great. Uh, it's beautiful. Be- 10 out of 10. Best Umbrella performance, hands down. Uh, um... Okay, last one before we get into the Nintendo Direct. Oh, um, yeah. uh, so, um, AI is doing some crazy shit lately. Be- be- um, before we continue, guys, stop using chat GPT for your AI shit. This is the second instance it's caused it caused this issue. This specific oh issue. Now, continue. Oh, boy. Um, okay, can I just say, though, about chat GPT before we get into this? Yeah. Um, the funniest thing, like, well, not not funny. This is actually kind of horrifying. So, do you know what one of ChatGPT's major sources was for its writing style? No. They um some time ago, without consulting anyone, because they didn't, and because that's how AI bros roll, um, they did a big scraping of AO3 or archive of our own which is currently basically the biggest fan fiction site on the internet. Oh, God. Uh... So, so if you people discovered really quickly if you prod it, ChatGPT has a fairly rudimentary like it's it's not perfect. It fucks up sometimes, but it has a fairly rudimentary understanding of many weird and obscure fan fiction things. Lovely. If you ask ChatGPT for fan fiction, it will give you fan fiction. It it will. Um, my favorite thing is that it has a fairly good understanding of how to write mpreg fan fiction. Oh Jesus! Oh like, no! <laughs> like it, like you did not get that without <laughs> scraping Ao3. No, you did not. Wow. <laughs> But anyway, um, ChatGPT is part of this because ChatGPT was used as part of this project in which someone created 
AI-generated Seinfeld episodes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, never-ending Seinfeld, 24-7. And, like, gotta say, before, like, what we're about to get into and it getting shut down, what it was doing was actually kind of impressive. Because yep. it was getting, like, the weird pauses and the camera angles just right. And it was actually sometimes told some good jokes. Nine times right? out of like ten. Nine times out of ten, the jokes it told literally had no punchline. It just moved on to the next joke or conversation topic, like, <laughs> which made yeah. it even funnier. <laughs> but it had a pretty decent understanding of the Seinfeld formula. Yeah. Um, but it got shut down because it was being transphobic. Uh, it made a transphobic joke, which we will not repeat here. Uh, and then Twitch went, "Oh hell no." And, <laughs> yeah, didn't we just talk about an AI powered by ChatGPT that, uh, made, oh, what was it, Holocaust denier comments? Yeah. <laughs> Last time? Oh, um, Tay? Yeah. No, yeah, no, Tay AI predated ChatGPT. Tay AI was from I know, but the... quite a while ago. I understand oh, no, that. Oh, no, the, the, the AI streamer. The AI streamer. Use ChatGPT-driven AI. Yeah, and uh, did an oopsie. <laughs> and that one made Holocaust denier comments. AI Seinfeld made transphobic jokes using the same AI. And someone... W and the whole article does explain what happened... Like, there, are, there were moderation tools in place, and then there was, like, a hard crash on the version of ChatGPT they were using. Yeah, and then they the used, fail-safes failed. And then they used an older version of ChatGPT because of the hard crash, and you got that. So they learned not to do that again. AI Seinfeld will come back after the 14-day ban is up. Uh, but they learned not to do that again. I should ho sure hope so. Same with the AI streamer that learned to use way more moderation tools than just what Chad GPT has. Um, I'm, so. ju I'm just saying don't use Chat GPT. Because uh, there was another story. It's not gaming related, but it is related to this specific AI. Uh, like a dating coach decided to let ChatGPT message matches on her dating profile. Oh, boy. And uh, it said some rather racy stuff. <laughs> and by racy, I don't mean risque. Oh boy. Um, um yeah. moving on. <laughs> moving, actually, moving on. Before we get into the Nintendo Direct, we do have something risque that I completely forgot. Oh about. yeah, we do How have something could risque. I forget? Um it, It's the best part so, of this episode outside of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, we, we <laughs> promised to come back to bodies. Um We did. Oh um The Witcher 3 got a next gen upgrade recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, accidentally 
added next-gen vaginas. Yeah. Yep, yep, they did. <laughs> and yet we still can't even get one shot of Geralt's butt. I just want to point this out. Why can't I get Geralt butt or Geralt penis, but I can have upscaled vagina? Nope. Uh, Nothing all over the place, but not a male butt. So they are going to take that down. Yes, they are already in the process of removing it. Um, so basically, there was some character model that the upscaling caused lady parts to appear. So I'm already in the process of getting ready to start the campaign and release the vagina cut on social on social media. Actually, I believe there is a modder that is claiming that this is that stolen cute. from his project. Yeah, which knowing the modding community for Witcher Three, I I have absolutely no doubt. The modding, no doubt. The modding community for Witcher 3 has given me Geralt penis. Just say it. Congratulations. I know, right? It's the only way I was going to see it. <laughs> I'm waiting for Swans of Skyrim to be released as an official mod. As an official mod? <laughs> yes, I want it in the game. Official anyway. penis, damn it. Release the penis cut. Release the genitalia cut for all video games. There we go. Yep, that's just how it should be. I just why why do we treat <laughs> nudity as it has to be censored? If you're doing nudity in your games, I want to fucking see it. Damn it. <laughs> do, do you remember the out like the the complete people lost their mind over Conan Exiles having a penis slider? Like you would have thought that that like they had done something amazing. I'm like, all they did was put junk on a dude, and you can make it bigger or smaller. Yeah. Like that's how that I... worked. <laughs> that's it. That's nobody all. That's in... all they did. Nobody is allowed to see penis until I get to see Ghost of Tsushima penis. <laughs> Listen, that 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 angle that angle, it gets close. But I literally it was said, "Very tastefully done." You know, and, I yeah. you know I remember when we did the when we were recording when that came out, and I was playing it, and I said literally that it was the biggest cock tease I've ever had, because <laughs> I thought they were gonna show it. I thought they were gonna show it, and they didn't. They I'm lied sorry. to me. I am sorry for your loss. And now they're taking away vaginas from people. <laughs> That are playing a like eight year old game at this point. Uh, I my favorite thing I saw about this is I went in a thread of people discussing it, and there was one um, person who was like, "This entire article is just bad women's anatomy. They are not taking away the vaginas. They are taking away the labia and vulva. Please." <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Get, get your shit together and label the parts correctly. Right? Come on. Um, <laughs> what is that? Let's get into some wholesome Nintendo Direct. Uh, okay. Before we dive into the Direct, like, full stop, what games we actually liked in that, can I just say this Nintendo Direct kind of sucked for the general audience? It is. It was a lot of, like, gamers rise up stuff. Yeah, it was... Don't get me wrong... I love the Nintendo Direct, but that's because I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I was shocked that there weren't more farming sims. 
Listen, you got you got your farming direct last year. <laughs> and I have not played a single game from the farming direct. Um, okay. Yeah, you got your farming direct last year. And don't worry, we did get a like farming life sim. Yeah, so let's get into it. We'll just run down the list because I have it here from when I put it in our group chat. Uh Pikmin 4. Hyped. Excite. Um What's the dog's we... name? I have no idea. I need I, I need, need to know. know. I have never played a Pikmin game though, so I can't really I get all say, excited about this. I didn't finish three, so I'm looking at four going, yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cute. Yeah. It's very adorable. But... And at least they didn't use their Pikmin time to show the Pikmin Pokemon Go, <laughs> like last time. Is that still even running? <laughs> I believe that one is still up and running. I was going to say, did, did the Harry Potter shut one down? shut down? Oh, I know. Um, I'm so shocked. Xenoblade 3 DLC? Yes. Okay, good. Someone's excited. Someone is excited um, for that. I am still on the the Xenoblade Three train, so yeah, I, I'm there. Okay. Good for you. Somebody's excited for that. I liked the roguelike mode they're putting in it. Yeah, that, that does look interesting. That that gauntlet thing they're putting in looks really interesting. So. Not enough for me to play the game, but. I I didn't play the game, and I don't think I'd buy the DLC just for that. For those right. that did play the game and enjoy it, I'm sure they'll have fun with it. Yeah, um, Samba de Amigo Party Central. That is uh, so weird. Okay, let's be the, honest, the though. The Rhythm Game. Let's be honest, though. I'm kind of excited. It, it looks funny. It looks fun. Like, I and want I, to see streamers play it. And I, remembered pl and I remember playing the last one that we got on, like, the fucking Wii. Uh... <laughs> This series has been kind of dead for a while. When I say this ser this direct is nostalgia-driven, if you haven't seen it, you'll get a good feeling why in a little bit. Um, but then Fashion Dreamer, which all the girlies are excited about. Uh, you mean Influential Simulator? Yes, it is Influencer Simulator. Also, the weirdest thing about that trailer was in order to get outfits from all the outfits you have to go around liking outfits yeah okay that's fine but what if you don't actually like that outfit <laughs> because you're you never can gonna complete your outfit decks because you are I'm, I'm downloading <laughs> because you also get to go around and um tell other people you don't like their outfit and redress them yeah yep um you gotta it, 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 and i quote build your brand <laughs> this is from the same developer of um oh i forget what the name of it was but it was a very like for a lot of people very nostalgic fashion game from the ds era okay. and so a lot of people are excited to see it coming back who grew up with that game and i can't blame them we don't get many fashion games like this no. these days yeah but i no, just I didn't that. like the whole influential influencer circle brand no but it's what the kids are doing angle it's it's, it's how fashion be these days it is how fashion be these days what are they going to be uh, recording on some knock knockoff tiktok app in game <laughs> uh dead cells got an official castlevania crossover hype yeah. 
I love Which, Dead that's Cells. That's kind of crazy. I love Castlevania. Yeah. It looks good. I, I, was, <laughs> I found it very funny watching people be like, I don't know if this is legit or not. And I was like, it's in the Nintendo Direct. It's legit. Like, it's in the Nintendo Direct. And we've known it's coming because the team behind Dead Cells announced it. Uh, we didn't know the scope of it. We thought it was just going to be like character skins and some new weapons like most of the DLC is. This is a whole like no. extra fucking map and shit. This is, a, this is an elaborate DLC for Dead Cells. Yeah. They've only done um, a few of them on this scale. Most of them are just character skins. Then we are getting Tron Identity because apparently Tron is still a franchise. Tron exists. It feels more like one of those games that's being made just so the company that has the license can keep the license. Yeah. Uh, it's a visual novel. Though, though the Tron roller coaster just opened in Disney World, so it could be trying to capitalize um, a little bit off that. No. I don't even know um, who a new Tron game is for. I have no idea. Bro. <laughs> uh, Ghost Trick getting ported to the Switch. Interesting, interesting choice, but I do like Ghost tr Ghost Trick, so. Yeah, which I was confused on how it's going to work because it is a, like, a DS game, but apparently it is a port of the mobile version, so it'll already be reset to do one screen. Um, okay, it's already reset we... to do one screen, but I mean... We'll see. <laughs> how is it going to work otherwise? Because even The World Ends With You, when it came back, ditched most of the touch controls, so... Yeah. Most. Uh, we got another trailer for Deca Police. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. De Deca Police was a new trailer. I was thinking of something else. De um, which... I'm excited look... for Deca Police. Yeah, it looks interesting. It, they, it's a JRPG. Why would I not be excited for that? But also, it just looked wacky. And, like... So, for people who haven't seen the trailer, it's Police Simulator, where they train their, like, detectives in, like, a simulation of, like, the real world. And somebody hacks a simulation, and things go apparently go very crazy from there. So... I wonder how you'll kill God in this one. Yeah, how... Who is God in this one? Do Is is it the hacker? Is it the ch chief of police? Like, like who, who do who no. do I... Who do I kill to finish Deca Police? The upcoming JRPG that actually got me excited. Uh, then we got Bayonetta Origins, Seraza and the Lost Demon. Yeah. It looks cute! It's I'm kind of curious, but no. It's I'm cute. not interested in playing it, though. It's cute, but it's not adult Bayonetta so showing all of the ass, so... That's and, true. And everybody knows that's what everybody plays Bayonetta for. <laughs> um. Then we got information on the Splatoon 3 DLC. And so Wave 2 is going to be, like, the story DLC like they've done before, um, which appears to be, like... Some kind of flashback sort of thing. Um, the one that confuses me is Wave 1, which is basically allowing you to go back to the first game's lobby. Oh, okay. And I don't know 
what it is beyond that. From what they showed us in the trailer, it's literally just lobby DLC. Which is really weird. It, it's it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia direct. <laughs> like Yeah. I um, I don't see any reason why they did that. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited to see what the Splatoon 3's story DLC is. But Right. This is just Hub World DLC? It's yeah, I'm not sure what to make of it. Maybe we'll get more details later because it's not out for a bit yet. Um, so we got Disney Illusion Island, which basically looks like a Mickey Mouse platformer with the new style of Mickey Mouse cartoon. It um, looks like ass. I'm sorry. I think it looks cute. I think it looks bad. I think that style. I, I think that animation style does not work for a video game. I'm sorry. I can understand that. Like, as the actual cartoon, it's fine. I think when you are making a video game that has to have, like, more fluid movement in that, it it doesn't look good. I'm sorry. Then I have got... to apologize to the Disney fans. Then we got Fire Emblem Engage DLC info. Okay, I'm hype. I like Fire Emblem Engage. Okay, good for you with your Colgate-ass protagonist. Listen, <laughs> I didn't make him have toothpaste hair. <laughs> but you chose to continue playing. I chose to play a good strategy game, okay? You tell yourself that. But Fire Emblem Gage, let's be honest, is also just Fire Emblem nostalgia because you're not there for the new characters. <laughs> you're not there for Colgate, man. Like, no. you're um, there for who you can bond with. Then we got Harmony, Fall of Reverie. Looks to be some kind of rhythm thing. It does. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2. Didn't need a reminder Excite. it's coming out in, like, two weeks, though. Like, at yeah, the yeah. at the time the Direct was done. Excite, but anyone that wanted Octopath Traveler 2 knew when it came out. So... Yeah, it's coming out in a week. <laughs> like, right. Like, let's be honest. Anyone that wants it knows it's coming out they always do that in directs though like hey this is coming out in like three days we know (laughs) um then we got another katamari re-release with we love katamari re-roll um weird then we weird choice called The Katamari re-releases seem to go well, so why not do another one? Uh, they did add then, photo mode. Yes, and they seem to have added some kind of like side story DLCs to to it. Yeah. Um, and then we got Sea of Stars. JRPG. I, this one. I, oh, I downloaded the demo, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, I'm hyped because JRPG. Um, of course you are. I listen. If it's a deck builder or a JRPG, I'm already hyped. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how I roll. Like, those are the games I primarily play. So, so give me yeah. like. I understand. <laughs> um. Then we got Omega Strikers, which is a free-to-play game. Yeah. Which had a pre-order option for a free-to-play game. 
Yeah, which concerns me. It's basically like so it downloads early. Oh, all right. So you can play it at launch. Because I, I looked because I looked on the Nintendo eShop later that evening, gave it some time to update. And that's basically all I could figure out. Like you don't get any bonuses for pre ordering it. So I imagine that's all it's for, so it can preload. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it's highly in demand. Uh, yeah, um, yes, because it it had its time to shine. It's not a bad game, but it had its time to shine and has lost popularity, so let's port it to Switch. Uh, yeah, just like Fall Guys. <laughs> um, and Among Us. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say then, that. Then, and Odyssey Origins Collection. Woo! Which, and then they are also available separately if you don't want both of them for some reason. But I fuck presume that, I people want, who want it Fuck that, I want, want all, I want all three of them. It's three games. Yeah. Oh, and it's three? Yeah, and I want them. Okay. That's why you got okay. the enthusiastic woo. Like we're getting yeah, to the, the section we're getting to the section that I really enjoyed because it hit all the nostalgia from my childhood. Um and I'm gonna get it. Uh I think it's I think it's actually seventy or eighty for all of them though. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot yeah. Camp is coming out All right. after it got delayed because of Russia. Super excited, but I have some questions. Why does it okay. not come out until April? Was it? Yeah, I think I think it was April. Uh, April 21st. Why does it not come out till April when it was supposed to be ready to come out last year? Right, it, it's been confirmed finished for a while. Yeah, so why does it... Why couldn't that have been shadow dropped? Like, what the... F <laughs> the internet would have lost their goddamn minds more than they already did. Uh, because there was a, already another big one that shadow dropped. I Yeah, but I don't care about that one. <laughs> well, too bad. I want, um, I want my war game where I can bully the embodiment of Russia. Guess what comes out the same day as Octopath Traveler 2? Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Which The game for the real men. Which added post-story content that looks really fucking neat. So It looks super cute. Uh, It's a really neat idea. I'm curious. And then, Game Boy and GBA on NSO. Okay. As long as you have the subscription. As long as you so, have the subscription. Um, I am a little frustrated that GBA is held behind the one I refuse to upgrade to. Yep, exactly. Uh, That's why I mentioned it. And then people yeah, have been really frustrated because both those services launched without any Pokemon games on them. I know! Uh, like, so oof. this is what I'm going to talk about, and most likely we'll be covering Pokemon Day on our next episode. Because that should be at the end of the month, and I can't imagine recording again before that. So, there has been a rumor floating around since about mid-January that they are working on porting Gens 1 through 3 to the eShop, to the Switch eShop. Oh, hmm. oh no. Because they know people will play, pay for Pokemon. Now originally yeah, paid, this was they paid on originally yes. this was rumored as separate games 
but now it's rumored that it's called the that it's like the Gen One Three Three Classics Collection. Okay, I can see it. Um, like I said, most likely we'll be discussing whether or not that comes to fruition next episode because even though they haven't announced one, Pokemon Day is at the end of the month, so. Then there's usually a there's Pokemon always, Direct. For there's Pokemon always Day. a Pokemon Direct where they tell us what's happening for like the following the upcoming year. Um, Gen five remakes have been rumored by reliable sources. And, and there is of course the DLC that is pretty much inevitable for uh Scarlet and, and Violet, Violet because I mean we've already shown we're ready to pay for it once. I am super excited for the Pokemon Direct to spend 75% of its runtime on mobile games. And then to give us all the juicy stuff in five minutes at the end. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> also, another thing that was rumored is we'll be getting news on the next Legends game. I would love that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if Aussie sold well enough for them to do it. I know that the Pokemon company didn't consider it a commercial success. Uh, they didn't call it a flop, though, like some other companies. But they didn't say it sold as well as main title Pokemon salty. games. I am salty yeah. that Scarlet and Violet didn't get called a commercial flop. Granted, I guess you would call that a, call that a critical flop. Uh... Yeah, it was a critical flop. A commercial success, a a critical flop. (laughs) But but even then, most of the critics were like, yeah, it runs like shit, but I'm having fun. Right. Me! (laughs) Me! Me, me. Uh, Yeah, this runs like shit, and here's like four paragraphs of why it's shit, but you should play it. Good score. (laughs) But but it's the best game I've ever played. Um... (laughs) It's Pokemon. It's good enough. Like So, the Shadow Drop was the Metroid Prime remaster. And I don't care about that. <laughs> but Neither do I, but uh, But I find it interesting that they Shadow Dropped it same day, but then there's a physical on February 22nd. Yes. Uh I also found it interesting that um they had the balls to do that but not give any update on Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> granted they did tell us last year like towards the end of last year that they were restarting production on metroid 4 like basically scrapped most of what they did and are redoing it so yep yeah, I didn't know um, I didn't know about that till the other day when I made that comment and someone's like here and it's literally a video on Nintendo's official channel that nobody fucking talked about that came out end of last year saying how they scrapped current production of Metroid Prime 4 and always started oh. it because they weren't happy with what it looked like. Oh, I remember that being big news when that happened. I don't recall even discussing it. Uh, you and I must run in different internet circles. No, I mean, I just don't recall like the podcast discussing it either. I, I don't think we talked about it on the pod because no, none of us no. are really big Metroid people. But um, yeah, that was the Shadow Drop. I would have preferred some other games they announced as Shadow Drops, Advanced Wars, same Nudge here. Nudge. Uh, um, 
Next. Then we got another trailer for Rain Code, which has now been renamed to Master Detective Archives Rain Code. So we can assume they intend this to be a series. Um, that's the the detective mystery game from the Dungeon Rumpa creators. I, I still can't tell if this is supposed to be a detective game, a JRPG. Like little it, column A, little column B. It look it yeah, looks like it has turn based JRPG combat that they showed off in the trailer, but I don't know. I would expect it to be largely a visual novel experience. I would expect that too, but the Danganronpa crew has released games that weren't visual novels before. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll wait for trailer. Mm -hmm. Three or four, whatever number we're on. Yeah. Wait uh, for the then next one. Baten Kaitos, one and two, HD remaster. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> I heard that no, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am excited because, you know, it's a JRPG deck builder. Right. Uh, but no, I, I grew up playing the Baten Kaitos games and my poor little heart sang for them. And I want to know how the fuck Nintendo pulled this off, but you're just eating good today, Greg. I I'm Nintendo yeah. between Nintendo and Sony. I'm being fed very well this year. Um, then we got Fantasy Life: The Girl Who Steals Time, I am so a town builder uh, farming thing. You, yeah. I'm sorry. This is Fantasy Life. I. <laughs> I oh, got sorry. I got corrected I in the Slack for it so i feel like we have to correct it here okay i did get corrected when i just said it was fantasy life and i forget i think it was uh yakum that corrected me <laughs> let's take a look somebody corrected me i can me find out and was like and basically said i said the name wrong. And i'm like i don't care it's it's a it's another like life sim yeah, in, the, it, I'm gathering it's probably like a branch of the series. It's a life sim that has and it has time yeah. travel mechanics. Yeah, has time travel mechanics, which means um, you get to go back in time and, and they showed you going back in time and rerouting a river, so you really get to go back in time and fuck up an ecosystem for your yeah. own personal benefit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I screamed. At this next one, Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. I squealed like a little girl. Um, we're getting a whole new Professor Layton game, and they didn't in this economy. And they didn't show anything besides Layton, and then they're like Professor Layton and the World of Steel, and I'm like, eh, and I was so excited. I love Professor well, Layton games. I am excited. Very well, be my husband's second game on his Switch. <laughs> he's a Professor Layton fan, but I, he he games like two hours a week. You gotta get that man is, more games on his Switch. Oh, I have been trying. Um, but he's a big fan of Professor Layton. So when I heard this, it was like an immediate Telegram message to him. Like, guess what? So yeah, I I'm not excited for it, but I know there are a lot of people out there who love Professor Layton. Yeah, th this is exciting for a couple of reasons. One, we've been told for years that level five is dying. <laughs> Right. It's true. And so it's constantly been like, will we ever see a Professor Layton game again? 
two. Because you had the original trilogy, and then everyone wanted Unwound Future followed up on, because, spoiler alert, the third game in the Leighton trilogy ends with Leighton and Luke being separated, which is horrific. How dare they? Uh, that being um, said, Luke wasn't in the trailers, so... <laughs> shush. Um, <laughs> but then they proceeded to do another trilogy of games that were prequels so we still don't know what's up with luke post unwound future and then after that they did the other weird spin-off leighton game that is about leighton's kind of daughter that leighton doesn't even show up in and in order to have the full story you have to watch the professor leighton anime after beating the game is it sad uh, that i'm pretty sure uh the phoenix right professor leighton crossover sold better than a lot of like the stuff after that they released after the like initial trilogy. Yes, yes. Uh, but I consider that the crossover to be canon. God damn it! I mean, um, I consider it to be canon. It's a good game. Um, People should play it. But but this seems like it is going to be the first latent content we get that it appears that he is post original trilogy. So. And I'm excited. Luke, and My Luke's man. Not, and Luke's not there. Uh, you can you cannot have a Leighton starring Leighton game without Luke. It is physically impossible. And yet, Luke wasn't in the trailer. So. Yeah, but Leighton's got a spiffy new button up. So that was my that was also my initial reaction after the squealing was where the fuck is Luke? Uh, <laughs> where is? I oh I God, went we, from. I went Bro, from... are we going to get grown, Luke? Maybe. I went from squealing to upset in the span of, like, the five-second trailer they showed. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so no date, no nothing. We just have to hope. We just... It got announced, and that's that's all you get. That's, that's... Yep. After we thought it was dead, they gave you a crumb. <laughs> yeah. And I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, like mm. I do every time. So did I. Um, Mario Kart 8, Wave 4. Exciting. I like that Birdo's coming. Is this Birdo the, is coming. Is this the first new character they've added as part of the DLC? I want to say yes, but I also don't want to be wrong. Because the way people were reacting when it was announced in the live chat was that that's not common. Like, yeah. I don't know if they just haven't been releasing new characters or if it's Birdo's just the first. I like, know there wasn't a one with the last one because last one we were all just excited that Coconut Mall was there. Also, brand new course. Yeah, that's it, not the first time they've done that. I know, but I mean, it's themed appropriately because we're getting Birdo. It's Yoshi's Island. Yeah. I'm excited. Cute. I can be excited um, even though I won't play it because I don't own Mario Kart 8. And I don't own the expansion pass. And I don't have the upgraded NSO because Nintendo still hasn't convinced me I need it. So. Yep. Um, then we have the Sizzle Reel, which I'll just run through all these titles real quick. Minecraft Legends, Blanc, Mega Man Battle Network, Legacy Collection, Hi. Have a Nice Death, 
WSCE Baseball Power Pros, Disney Dreamlight Valley Update, and Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Also hype. I'm hyped for the Dreamlight Valley Update because we're getting Mirabelle from Encanto, and then after that we're going to get Simba and Nala to go along with the scar that we got. Yeah. I was hyped Excited. for you guys for Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> I still haven't Actually, played I've it. Already, I've they already have confirmed. They have confirmed that with the Mirabelle update, the house that we'll get with her is a mini casita. Oh, nice. That is adorable. I'm so excited. Um, I am still excited for the Battle Network collection. And that Cicerville gave me a conf uh, date, a release date, finally. April 14th. Yeah, so it's not just coming this year. I know when oh my, my poor wallet is going to be hit. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, bro. It comes out at the taxes deadline. I already Yay. did my taxes and got paid. I haven't done my taxes yet. And got paid. I you haven't guys... done my taxes because I have to deal with my Etsy shop. Uh, you guys are such slackers. <laughs> like my 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 my, my real job is handled, but my Etsy shop uh, needs to be. I I file I I file my taxes the day the IRS takes them. That's fair. Yeah. I file my taxes when it's convenient to my family because my mom runs a tax office and my little sister works oh. for her and usually does my taxes. Wow, I'm jealous. I have to do That's my handy. own. Yeah. My mom tried to make me do my own taxes the first couple of years. Just like sat me in front of one of their tax computers with their setup and was like, here, just do it yourself. And I was like, but mommy, I don't know how. And eventually <laughs> but... she gave in and, and just let my sister do them for me. <laughs> but mommy... I don't know how to do the tax forms. I don't. I I was scared. I thought uh, I was going to have to have a whole new tax form this year. Thank God I didn't sell I, enough online to do it. I had the hardest time figuring out where my union dues went in my state return. The hardest fucking time this year. Because they, cha they changed the forms. So I'm like, wh what fucking line does this go on? <laughs> Um, and then the last thing that we ended the direct on, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which at this point is only three months away. Can I just say I literally typed Z's in the chat during that trailer. <gasps> You're right, they didn't reveal playable Zelda, so clearly it's garbage. <laughs> it actually, alright, alright, so from what we saw from the trailer... If what that... we saw is Matthew Mercer. <laughs> if that is gameplay, if that if any of that is representative of gameplay, then they didn't do pretty much any upscaling to Breath of the Wild. No, I don't think they would. I, I, I would sure hope they, they would. Why? It works perfectly. I, it yeah. was a good formula, and let's be honest, if we go too much further with Breath of the Wild, the Twitch will combust. <laughs> this is true. Just put in rendering distances like everybody else. You don't have to render the entire fucking map, okay? Like, I like that they basically looked at the community building flying machines, and they were like, do you want an official flying machine, my child? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
no, we want to <laughs> keep building our flying machines. Leave us alone. No. I'm, I'm excited for the official flying machine. Okay, so I've said this before. I wasn't a big fan of Breath of the Wild. Nothing they've shown me has convinced me that I would enjoy Breath of the Wild 2. Um, and as I said... Not for you, it's not for you. I know, and it's not for me, and I'll be hyped for other people. I understand. It's a game that a lot of people want. But... Eh? Eh? I'm I excited. I would, I would have rather, I would have rather you finished out your direct announcing something new. <laughs> they can't. Not this close to Zelda. No, no, no. It's, it's Octopath... It's Octopath Traveler 2 Syndrome here. I already know it comes out, and I already know when it comes out. I also know that we are dodging the conversation of Nintendo increasing the price of it to $70. Is that officially confirmed? Because that, for as far yes. as I saw, that was rumor. No. It's it's confirmed. Ooh, well. They increased the price of that game to 70 bucks. It's confirmed. Well, it was only about... It was only a matter of time. I'm surprised that they didn't hold out until Switch 2, but everyone else is doing it, so clearly Nintendo has to jump on this one bit of the cool kids train real quick. So when's Nintendo releasing their own live services with their own IPs? They have. They just do them in the form of mobile games. No, no, no. I mean one that they develop for their console. Splatoon. Splatoon doesn't count. Splatoon only doesn't count because it doesn't have microtransactions. No, Splatoon doesn't count because it's Nintendo's COD clone. With that, we should wrap it up because <laughs> we've been going for a while. <laughs> Mel doesn't want to have that argument because it's right. It's it's Nintendo's attempt at a co-op shooter. Like Yeah, you're right. And so it doesn't count as their live service. When are they releasing something like what everybody else is shutting down? Because Nintendo's always late to the party. <laughs> Maybe they'll be smart for once and see the way the trend is going and just not. Where's my Mario live service game? Oh my god, I completely forgot. Did you guys see the Mario trailer? Yes. I saw the... the, the... Redo oh. of the song. There's a amazing. there's a phone number you can call that gets it's you wide, like yeah. that gets you some voices from like some of the actors. Yeah. But yeah, it, but one of my friends found out that if you text that number, it sends you, like a you a sheet. it sends you a digital poster. Oh, if, yeah, it does that. And then when I texted it, I got a link to sign up for their like information emails yeah yeah and it sends you a digital poster if you sign up it's great <laughs> i want my them to give me cut. physical posters but my favorite deep cut is that the woman in the video who's like you've drained everything but my wallet um is the woman who voiced uh princess peach in the super mario bros super show <laughs> it's super cute well, overall, like I said, Direct was nostalgia-driven. There's plenty of hype there. Um, yep. At least it wasn't the farming Direct we got last year. 
All right, drop your details. It's late. Alright, I've been Greg. You can catch me on Twitter at B-R-I-S underscore P-I-T, where I have been a thirsty hoe recently because I discovered gay Twitter. So. Oh, God. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic. I right. am, I am tired. Um, so instead of me making posts, I've been liking thirst traps. Uh, sue me. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> what an adventure you're on. Liam knows about gay Twitter. He hid, oh, he, yeah. he hid I, it from me. So I would I get. I try so hard not to follow questionable content with my work account. So I've been really clean about it. But anyway. I'm going to have to make a secondary account so I can enjoy gay Twitter at its finest. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I've been Liam, and you can reach me at ggraymuzzle. Um, and lately I've actually been tweeting about, uh, the, the wizard game and Funko Pops. So there's that. At least it's not politics, right? <laughs> but I like politics. I'm, I've been Mel. You can find me at at Mel Curtis, cause I'm that bitch who got her own name. Scary. The horror of being known. And all, as always, the website Twitter is bdg underscore uk, which is where you can find content from everyone on our team and not just the voices that you hear here on a regular basis. Yeah. Bye-bye! Bye! See you next time. Bye-bye.